Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today we have Phaedra Antioco. And Phaedra is one of the most sought-after pain relief experts, helping high-performing and active people get back to living the life they once had before pain took over. She strongly stands for being able to live a life without daily pain, having broken free from her own pain, as well as 20 years as a practicing therapist specializing in pain relief for her patients. At one point on her own pain relief journey, she was ready to give up on ever getting back to being physically active, working in the high-functioning way that she used to, and doing the daily things that brought her joy and happiness. Through her own struggle to get herself back to the high-performing person that she used to be, Phaedra developed an easy-to-follow pain relief treatment system that is totally new to the pain relief industry. And you're about to meet Phaedra, and what I love about her is how she connects our physical pain to its emotional roots. Instead of medicating, suppressing, or avoiding it, she'll explain how to identify where it's coming from so it can be healed. You're going to love her. Here we go. I am so excited to share with you Phaedra Antioco. She is a pain management specialist, not management, maybe erasing pain. I don't know, whatever she, whatever it is, but getting rid of pain. She's going to talk to us about how it happens, how it links to trauma, what we can do about it, and just how to feel better. So welcome, Phaedra. We're so happy to have you on today. Oh, thank you so much, Debbie. I'm really excited to be here because I love your purpose and your mission of helping women overcome any of those stressors, things in lives that might seem unmanageable. So happy to be here. Thank you. And and I know you're going to just share so much wisdom with our audience. So let's just talk about stress. I mean, we it's it's easy to to see how something physical manifests into something physical. Like I stub my toe, it hurts. We get that. How does something mental and emotional translate into something physical? Well, I'll just start by just sharing my experience and how I physically learned this. And it's a state that often we don't get to, but our body holds on to memories of injuries, traumas, emotional hurts, you know, all of these wounds that we tend to carry with us. And so I, about 10 years ago, woke up from a coma Mm. and I just, my world changed. I was driving home from work. It was a perfect day and I didn't make it home. Instead, I had a massive brain injury, near spinal cord injury, leg bones came out. I was broken. And it was a defining moment for me. And I had to overcome this. Like, this is like one of those worst fears in life. And so I had to learn how to overcome it. So I sought various treatments to help me because I don't remember the accident. I don't remember the trauma, but my body does. My body still, even today, if I tune in, is a little tension around the seatbelt strangling me. I, Mm. I drive in the car and I don't like seatbelts. I pull it away from my neck. I have a little device on my my seatbelt to pull it away from me. So we all have little things like that in life. And I went for a treatment and it was a bodywork treatment and someone touched me and all of a sudden it was my diaphragm. The fear, the terror just poured out of me. Mm. And it was then that I realized viscerally felt how everything gets trapped in our body. But we're so busy being over busy, people pleasing, doing for everybody else, worried about everything that we're not pausing and going into our bodies. We're too much in our heads 
And often that's like a pinball machine, just going crazy, erratic, unpredictable, making life even harder for us to manage. Mm. So how do we know it's stored? How do we know it's in there? Like with, with your experience, it was when you were, you know, you, you were touching your diaphragm, it sort of, it was a, a red, a red flag, a reminder to you. How do we know if we're walking around, like, let's say we've had a physical experience or a mental, emotional experience, how would we know it's still there? Right. So the challenge is most of us are not in our bodies and we need to go in and viscerally feel inside. So if I ask you to feel both feet at the same time, is there a lag? Is there a disconnect? Is it hard to feel? Or maybe you only feel one and not the other. It's when we pause and we go in that it starts to come up. But reality, most of us have trouble coping, especially coping being alone. So people tend to go to addictions or, you know, being busy, pursuing relationship after relationship. We've got sex addiction, you know, alcohol, all of that. We hide ourselves. We don't get to go in. We use those to leave our body, Mm -hmm. to leave how we're feeling. So with my role as a trauma coach and help people get out of pain is we've got to pause And we have to go in, but it's hard to do it on our own. So what I do, just like a baby needs soothing from its mother, it needs cuddling, rocking. When it's hungry, it cries and can't soothe itself. That's what I provide for people. That's what we need Mm -hmm. to help us feel safe enough to go inside. So basically I do, it's like co-regulation with people so that they can feel safe and really start to make the changes. Uh, in their lives that they're craving because sometimes self-regulation, doing it on our own is hard. And then we go into these behaviors like people pleasing, you know, being too busy. Everyone seems like these days is running around like a headless chicken because they're not pausing and going in. So we need to find those resources out in our life, our family, our community, even if it's just one really good girlfriend to help you. Yeah. And why is it though? It's, it's so interesting how it seems so much easier. Of course, it's not easy, but it seems so much easier just to numb, distract, avoid than to go within. What are we so afraid to find? I mean, why is it that we'd rather, you know, use food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, whatever, instead of looking within? We get on the hamster wheel. We get on the hamster wheel. It becomes automatic. Change is hard and it takes time. So when I work with clients, I'm literally right there with them and they need, we need accountability, right? We say we're going to do something and oftentimes we don't do it. You know, people sign up for the gym and they just don't go to the, you know, they don't go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we need the accountability to be able to do it. But things just get bottled up, bottled up layer by layer. And, you know, one of our first traumas is being born. So when we are coming out of the birth canal, whether we all the way we make it through or we, you know, have to be emergency C-section, you know, it starts there when we enter the world. And I see a correlation with women who have a lot of anxiety and depression that there was some type of birth trauma. And then take it further with the family of origin, how you grew up, were you safe? Did you have all your needs met or were you trying to, you know, parent your parents because they weren't parenting you? 
So we get all these behaviors and all these things and the teacher says something mean and little Johnny pushes us on the playground and we start to believe have these belief systems. We start to believe things and create our belief systems and our thoughts and our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And some of it can lead to self-sabotage. So we really need to look at how we show up in the world today as adults, who we choose to be in relationships with, how we show up in those relationships really start from our childhood. And we can call that developmental trauma. And a lot of women, you know, struggling or why are we in a relationship that led to betrayal? You know, we have to go all the way back. And for me, one-on-one therapy wasn't enough. We've got to get the nervous system regulated. We've got to go back into our bodies and be in there. And that might even be those moments where you're super anxious, clenchy, Mm -hmm. scared. You just got to feel it. You got to feel it. And I tune, I teach people, we really have to start paying attention to our body and how we go through the day, because there are so many triggers out there. And the more wounded you are, the more trauma you've had in your life as a child, and they could be little T trauma. It could be failing a test, you know, that in your teacher said something to you and now you're like striving for perfection. Right. right? So they, they all start to add up. So we need to tune in like right now for for you listening, I want you to notice where your breath is going. Is it going in your belly or is it not even? Are you clenching your jaw? Are you only breathing into your collarbones or your upper chest, right? You know what, Phaedra? It's so interesting what you're saying because I think so many of us just look at stress as almost admirable. Like, well, you know, I'm just stressed. I'm I'm stressed. I'm stressed. When you, you, know, you hear that's just a part of a natural, normal part of someone's day. But, but what you're saying, it sounds like what you're saying is it's this accumulation of kind of unhealed, unhealed emotional, mental challenges and issues, these sort of micro things that are just adding up and, and affecting us and affecting our health. So how, right. Is that, am I summing that up? Absolutely. And I really want to, as a somatic experiencing practitioner, I've trained with the best. I've had my own traumas that I've had to work through. And I really want people to hear why stress kills. Okay. So our nervous system, it's underneath our skin, it's underneath our bones, it's our brain all the way down to our spinal cord. And it's got all these tubes off of it. And these tubes are responsible. Our brain tells them, hey, let's get the heart rate going. Let's monitor the blood pressure. Let's get the breathing going smoothly. But when we're stressed, we are literally in a state of fight or flight or freeze. Mm-hmm. Freeze is the shutdown. I'm just going to, you know, binge on Netflix all week and eat chocolate and really just start hating myself. You just check out of life and you don't do all the things you want to accomplish. So we get into fight, flight, or freeze. And then our nervous system is taxed and it doesn't do its job to regulate our heart, to regulate our breathing, to regulate our digestion. So then you can have irritable bowel, you can have constipation because the mechanisms are not working because you're literally running from your life. So you know how you wake up in the morning and maybe you just reach for the phone and you knew you shouldn't have, but you keep doing it over and over again and you Mm -hmm. get this email and this email just starts and ruins your day or you look at the headline in the news and it ruins you. All of these mini teeny tiny stressors now in modern day life, they bake, bake, we don't breathe. Mm -hmm. Our blood leaves our belly to digest and our heart and it goes to the extremities. Our pupils dilate. We're scared. We're running for our lives. I'm exaggerating this, 
But if you pause and you tune into your body, even just a little bit right now, that is there. Mm. So we have to start looking at, because stress does shut down our body. And usually... And again, we don't think about this if we're, you know, in our 40s or our 50s, but after my accident, I couldn't work with children anymore. So I went to the other end and I work with a lot of people in their 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And I see that how we live our lives, what we do for work, how we move our bodies shows up, especially exacerbates in our 60s. And so that can lead to cancer. That can lead to severe stenosis of our neck and um, you know our back pain and then hysterectomies and surgical scars and gallbladder appendix, all this stuff. And we don't think about it now, but now is the time to prevent. Mm-hmm. And it has to be urgent for people to change right now and start to deal with stressors. Yeah. And you know, this is why I I always say sometimes a crisis is such a gift because it gives you that wake up that we, that we need. Otherwise we just don't change. You know, you mentioned somatic, somatic experience. Can you explain what that is and, and just some examples? Sure. So somatic experiencing basically is for you to kind of really start experiencing your feelings, your emotions, how they respond to the environment. So for me, I knew somatically that that accident, that high speed trauma of me in a rollover car accident, like squashed like a bug in the windshield, got Mm. stuck in me and I was on a ventilator and I had this machine breathing for me. So I started to feel it. We just have to go in and we have to basically start to tune into those pleasant experiences because most of the time, depending on the situation, what you're struggling with, and let, we're just talking emotional pain, but we can talk physical pain, our brain just gets so wired to the dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So with somatic experiencing, we don't dive right in. It is an exposure therapy where we're going to rip all your wounds apart, you know, because like you go to a counseling session, the first session they have to do their intake, and then you have to basically dig up your whole life in that session. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I would have not felt good because Mm -hmm. it just pile all of that stuff out there raw. Mm. So we just go slowly piece by piece to help you go in. And when you go in, your belly starts gurgling. People start sighing. But the first thing is we have to listen to our body because the answers are there. And so it's guiding It's guiding you, my clients, in as a co-regulator that you're safe. And we go in, and I'm sure you can have this motion or this experience where you're in what I call the trauma vortex. It's just, you're falling apart. You can't think straight. You can't get things done. You're procrastinating. Mm -hmm. You're in fight or flight. You're frozen. And so we just need to get you to learn how to shift in that moment to experience that you're not completely dying Mm. yet. Maybe there's your heart is really hurting right now, but maybe there's another part in your body that feels safe. So I guide people to start rewiring their brain out of the pain because it's not all that bad. Mm -hmm. There's always a way. I woke up from a coma, brain injury. I was like, I am not going to tolerate this. I'm going to do whatever it takes and And overcome. Yeah. And how do you know when, when, uh, somatic experiencing, you're, you're, you're working with someone like you and it's, and it's working. What do you feel? How do you go in? What are the physical, mental, mental, and emotional, maybe some symptoms. And then how would you, how would you feel? How would you know? Okay. You know what? This is, this is kind of working. Let me, let me go with this. Well, the first thing is you just have to start noticing what in your environment is going, what's going on that's triggering you. So I really teach, and we don't always know 
well, so we really got to tune in. So I had a client this morning and she's got chronic pain. So mostly people come with me for physical pain, but I always find that the emotional pain is under it. And a lot of times it's difficulties in marriage. So this client basically will get herself so sick with a migraine that she'll have to cancel her whole day and lay in bed. Mm -hmm. And why? Because she can't say no. She has to people please and say yes to everybody sacrificing herself. So people then tend to make themselves sick, literally. And that's where we have to dig and dig and dig. So basically with her, I asked her, you know, how are you feeling? Oh, I've got this migraine. I don't feel good. I said, you know, we're working on getting you to slow down. You know, you're 60 years old. You're like this bullet train full speed ahead. We can't just stop it. I can't just put my arms out and stop it. But we're Mm going to have to pace ourselves. So I had her go in. And what does it feel like when you say yes, but you mean no? Mm -hmm. I... I get, I get, I get tightened up. My body clenches. I, I have a lot of pain. I give, I just surrender. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's it like when you say no and you mean no, when you speak your truth, you don't want to help that person out today and you say no. Oh, I get relief. You know, you pause and you have people go into their body. I get relief. I feel peaceful. I feel strong. So it's about when I honor my body, when I listen in, when I tune in, the answers Mm -hmm. are there. But it's very specific because a lot of people, they're not drinking Starbucks coffees all day. They're spinning, they're in their heads Mm -hmm. and they have a hard time to slow down. So I've got to like interject. I've got to interrupt and pause that and break that cycle of the trauma vortex. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it definitely does. And and I know I've found throughout the years, I've had a lot of clients who make themselves sick because that's the only time they have a break. It's sad, but it's so so true. So here, let me share my five steps to break Mm -hmm. free from pain. And I do have a gift for your audience. It is the five ways to break free from pain. And it, and I, I don't, the word pain is like, I don't have any physical pain. No, but if you're clenching, if you're bracing, if you're stressed, if you're uncomfortable, that's pain. And it's usually a life problem. So the first thing we need to look at is what's not working in your life. Are you in a challenging relationship? Are you in a job that you can't stand, that every time your boss walks by, you clench, you brace, you get angry, you're clenching your jaw, which is pulling your neck and you're screaming, right? So we have to look at this, but we also have to have the courage to make those changes. And fear often keeps us stuck. Mm-hmm. And recently I went through a breakup and it was a breakup that needed to happen, but I was afraid. And this, this person, he broke up with me and all of a sudden it was a gift. The clouds lifted, my chest opened. I felt freer doing the happy dance, mm. you know? So what's not working in your life? Are you in a marriage that you're scared about? Okay, maybe we can get your nervous system regulated so you can be comfortable in that situation. And you know what, Phaedra? Self-love. Yeah. And I just want to stop you there because in your breakup, what, when you said you, you were doing a happy dance, wh- tell, tell everybody, what were the physical symptoms, the physical feelings that you had that let you know this was a good decision? Do you remember anything physical oh that you gosh. felt? It was, it was ruminating and I was clenching and I was uncomfortable and I was complaining to all my friends and I, I just wasn't happy. And I did something probably out of, you know, self-sabotage in a way to make him 
do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And that was, I texted a friend and I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore because he was drinking a lot. And a mm-hmm. lot of people start to medicate with the alcohol and that wasn't healthy. And I'm a recovering love addict. I'm a recovering codependent. Right. So I am aware of these, but I wasn't taking the action. And that mm. goes back to all the old stuff, the old stuff. But as soon as he did that, and I blocked and I turned my phone off, you know, because the phone's another major trigger for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I'm aware of my body. Like I started feeling amazing. Mm. And okay. all of that crap that I was having for many, many months through the struggle after three years, um, it lifted and I feel great. And now things are just being attracted to me. Oh, terrific. Okay, wonderful. Didn't mean to interrupt you. So go back to, yeah. you, you mentioned five different things. So, so basically we got to figure out what's not working. We need the courage to change it. And that's why people work with me because I guide them through to, to make those changes. And then we have to explore and release past traumas. So all of my clients, when we start, we do a timeline. I call it the life's ups and downs. And we might be, if you know, I'm assuming if people are listening, they're really in some sort of a struggle right now. And we might only be focused on that struggle and how hard life has been, but we also need to look at how the positives we've had and how we, you know, our story does create who we are. So we need to look, explore, and then release the past trauma. Then Mm -hmm. we have to rewire the brain out of pain. And I use a lot of strategies with that. And that's self-care, it's routines, it's affirmations, you know. And affirmations are great, but you know what? If you're really down they're not going to resonate with you. So there's a strategy with how to make them actually start working. And then, believe it or not, we have to look at how we move our bodies or don't move because we're such a sedentary society. And so our bodies, like I mentioned to people in their late 60s, 70s, 80s, it starts to have pain, start to get arthritis. It's because of how we're moving our bodies. Secretary sitting at a desk typing all day long you know, 65, 68, the stenosis of the neck, the nerve pain down the arm starts to show up. You know, their back's tight and their knees hurt because they've been sitting in a chair all day. So I really have people look at how you're moving. Are you sitting cross-legged? Are you leaning over every night on the right side of your sofa with your iPad in hand and you're having neck pain jamming your shoulder? You know, so we have to look at how we're moving because then our nervous system is inside the body, is inside the fascia. Mm-hmm. When we're tight, we're clenching our jaws, our cranium gets tight, our brain starts to get affected. So I look at how you're moving your body and how it might be impacting your emotional system, your nervous system, and just your, your muscles and your bone. Right. And, then, and it's, it's all tied together. Keep going. Go ahead. Exactly. And then the last piece, which is easy, it's eat right. You know, really, once you get in tuned with your body, you will know that when you eat that XYZ, whatever your triggers are, you don't feel good for one, two, three days after. You know, for me, I know when I eat gluten, it just cranks up my mood and my anxiety just kicks in. Mm. So I don't cheat. But after my accident, I figured, well, I'm already broken. So there was this story I had to deal with. I'm broken. I literally, how am I going to age well? I've got to take care of my body now. So I looked into paleo diet and that worked for me. And I've been doing that steady for 10 years now. Wow. So it's about really putting good in your body, but also knowing that when we're triggered, we reach for the chocolate, you know, mm-hmm. we reach for the wine is so popular, but maybe there's other strategies. And when your nervous system feels safe, when you feel safe, 
you start singing, you start doing the happy dance and you choose better things. You choose better, make better choices. Right. And was there a name to these five stages? It's just my break free from pain system. And it really, really works. And just to take it back to my client who was basically making herself sick to get out of obligations, Mm -hmm. you know, once we like, what does it feel like in your body? Well, there's this twist. You imagine most of us have these little discrepancies and we're walking around with twists in our bodies all day long. So we, we just have to dig and we have to dig deep. So basically I ask the questions that the doctors, the chiropractors are not asking. And a prime example, and I, I work I, I work online and I do groups and private coaching. And I also work, I have a clinic in Phoenix, Arizona, and people fly to me and they get treatment intensive. So a woman was referred to me by her chiropractor. She was seeing him for nine months. Mm-hmm. She came to me a total wreck, jaw pain, neck pain, a mess. And I, I dug. They didn't look at the fact that she had two Mm C-sections, which scars, by the way, people, those gallbladder, appendectomy, hysterectomies, episiotomies, vaginal tearing during delivery, those make us clamp down and this affects our pelvis. Mm -hmm. So here she had her symptoms up top in her head, just like you make a bed and you pull the sheet in one corner, it affects another. Well, the doctor wasn't looking at the fact that she had two major C-section scars. Okay, fine. We, We problem solve that. And mm-hmm. then I asked, well, how's your relationship? Oh, my husband, it's abusive. I can't stand him. I feel trapped. I don't have money. I don't have a job. I have five kids and I can't get out. Mm-hmm. So she's wow. living in trauma. So she would basically make herself sick. So she'd have to go to the hospital. And then she'd, and she didn't know she was doing this. We just mm-hmm. put the pieces together and she would go to the hospital where she'd get the nurses to take care of her. She didn't have to be around her husband. She got a little uh-huh. break. Yeah. So what happens when somebody learns this? So they learn, wow, you know, my physical pain is tied to my mental, emotional pain. You know, very often that's, that's scary because now you can't unsee. Like with that woman, it's like, uh oh, now I see this is really tied to my relationship. What do I do now? Right. Right. So basically though, in that first day of our intensive, she was pain-free. She was gone. She's referring the world to me now because the doctors don't always ask these questions. So again, that's that what's not working in your life. And so if we can get the nervous system regulated, you can cope better. You can make better choices Mm -hmm. because you're not in fear. Fear is paralyzing. Fear of leaving this job, all of that. If you can feel safe enough, have hope again, because we're all born just pure. Our essence is just pure. And life happens and we get dampened a little bit each time we have something bad happen. Yeah. And, you know, you can even imagine just when you say fear, the stance of, you know, when you're in fear, think about how you're standing, how you're, you know, I just imagine I'm standing up now. So I'm bringing my shoulders up to my ears. Everything is tight, constricted. You know, just the physical representation of that. If you're walking around like that all day over time, that's going to have an impact. Exactly. So when I had to switch working with the older population, I would see it. And the time is now to help yourself. Wonderful. What do you want to make sure everybody knows before we wrap up? You know, I really want people to know that there's hope. And I have had, believe me, many of days crying on the floor, just lost out of my mind with my journal, trying to figure it out, going to therapy that didn't work. And it wasn't until I hired a coach and I hired a coach and I found my purpose. And then I had the support to actually do all those things that I told myself I wanted to do. 
Because mm-hmm. when we tell ourselves we want to do something inside, we want to do it, but our outside doesn't, we're twisted. We're tormented. We are in pain. Mm. So we need that congruency. We need our insides to match our outside. So the point is there is a way. And sometimes it might mean that you have to take the leap and hire a coach. Mm -hmm. You have to take the leap and do the thing that scares you because on the other side of that fear is everything that you want. Right. And I'm a big believer. Every good coach has a coach because they, they understand the value in, in somebody having an area of expertise that they just don't know, of, of course. And it's not saying that any of this is going to be easy or it won't be scary. It will. But the idea is here's somebody who can hold you by the hand and pull you right through your comfort zone. Exactly. Because here's Absolutely. the thing. You might think, oh, I'm going to hire this functional medicine doctor, and I'm going to send Mm -hmm. him a poop sample, you know, (laughs) but it's like, if you are in a marriage that is killing you, a relationship that's killing you or a job that you can't stand, I'm sorry, but that poop test and whatever supplements they're going to give you isn't going to be enough. Right. So even if it's just like with me, when people work with me, we uncover in the first session, we go deep. Sometimes they're better right away. Sometimes again, we work video face to face and their stomachs will start growling. And that just means healthy parasympathetic digestion. Mm -hmm. You know, they feel relaxed. They feel invigorated. And people say to me, wow, I'm so tired. And I'm like, no, you're out of fight or flight. That adrenaline isn't running through your veins, that cortisol anymore. You're settled. And that's when we can be creative to write a book. That's when we can be creative to problem solve how we're going to change our careers, how we're going to get out of this relationship. Mm, Phaedra, such a beautiful example of really how the body is letting us know what is happening mentally and emotionally. And when we pay attention to it, that's when we can kind of uncover, then unlock and then and then heal. Beautiful. Absolutely. So when you're watching that movie and the tears come up, feel it, let them flow. Who cares? What you think of me is none of my business. Don't worry. Let that out. Anytime a emotion comes up, really explore it and let it out. If it's anger, beat the bed, beat the pillow. But the reality is it's coming up for a reason and just to look at it and examine it. Beautiful. And how do we find out more about you? Where do we go? Well, you'll have a link there, but it's uh, phaedraantioco.com. And then we'll have a list for the, a link for the webinar. And again, if you listen to it, Take your own experience and show up as yourself as you hear what I'm saying and start to ask yourself those questions. You know, what's not working in your life? What are your belief systems? We've got to explore that, release it, rewire your brain and start even just today listening. I want you to look for things that are pleasant. Looking around your room, see something that makes you feel good. Go out and literally touch a tree. Look how a flower has many petals and how it's growing and the color changes. Really orient yourself to pleasure because so much we're relating to the stressors and things that are unpleasant. Those Mm. are our alarms. We're just looking at alarms all the time. And we need to see things that are peaceful, happy. And I know they say make a you know gratitude list. Well, sometimes I've been so down. I'm like, you can you know what you can do with that gratitude list, right? <laughs> but if you experience, hold something pretty, you know, put stickers on your in your journal to make it spruce it up a bit. But really start to wire your brain to more pleasant things, even if it's just a little bit. Looking for pleasant in your life, it's not all that bad. Beautiful, beautiful. Fidja, thank you so much. I know everybody listening is 
going to tune in, just tune into their body, see what they find and know that whatever it is, it can be healed. You can heal, you could feel so much better. And there are just so many wonderful experts just like you who could just help you through it. So thank you so much for your time and everything will be in the show notes. So this way everybody could continue to follow you and, and your work. And thanks for all you do. Thank you, Debbie, for having me on. And again, for those listening, I really just wish you peace and happiness and finding your purpose. Because when we live on purpose, the sky's the limits, but we just got to jump over that fear. I love so many things about my conversation with Phaedra and her break free from pain system is such a great way to identify all the areas where pain may be coming from and effective ways to release it and stay in touch with her. She has so many amazing ways to help you. Just go to emotioncoachingservices.com forward slash gift and we'll have her links in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Physical pain isn't natural, normal, or something that automatically comes with age. It's a sign that something needs our attention, and the sooner we address it, the better. Holding on to trauma in our bodies is almost a guarantee that it'll show up in one form or another. So find experts like Phaedra who can help you release it. And if the pain of betrayal is keeping you sick, sad, and stuck, you may be struggling with post-betrayal syndrome. Take the quiz and see. Just go to pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz and let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. Breakthrough.